and welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. Did you know there is an easy way to help support the podcast and keep the show going? Buy Me a Coffee is an incredible new platform where you, the loyal Block Talk audience, can say thank you to your favorite host. All you have to do is show support with a few taps by leaving a little tip that's just like buying me a cup of coffee. And the great thing is you don't even need to create an account. Visit buymeacoffee.com slash blocktalk and keep blocktalk going strong like a cup of coffee. And as always, follow me on Instagram at michaelblocktalk, on Twitter at blocktalknyc, and visit theaterinthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. It wouldn't be a season of Drag Race if it wasn't marred with controversy between unaired drama and editor interference. The finale has got that fandom talking, but at the end of the day, the queen of all queens has been crowned. It's time to talk all things Drag Race All-Star 7. And joining me is a queen who I'm sure has already had her opinion shared at a viewing party, but we're going to rehash all of them. It's Nani Tsunami. How are you? I am fabulous. How are you? I am well. Um, this is my first recording of four in two days of Drag Race. So I'm happy. You're getting me at a happy time. I work. I love. Um, yeah, there's so much Drag Race. I think this will probably be the last of the four that I'll put out based on scheduling. But um, yeah, a lot of Drag Race this week. Oh, absolutely. It's it's teetering on that place that everyone talks about but the more the drag race the more drag race we we have and we see the merrier in my opinion i agree and for me like i i've said it a lot in the podcast i just love the cultural aspect that the show brings and getting to see all the international seasons i learn a lot and i learn a lot about art in other countries and that's important in learning queer history and queer culture in other countries that's special i wish the american version would do that a little bit more again Oh, absolutely. It's it's everything. And I I just I'm waiting for there to be a, a drag race network somewhere. You know, like, you know what? Wow presents plus like but on the TV. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'd eat it up. <laughs> oh, my God. I guarantee you it's happening. You know, it's in the works. Um, but one day, one day. All Star 7 is now over. The Queen of All Queens has been announced. Before we get into all of the specifics of the episode, how did you feel about the season overall? I think that this will hold the candle as probably the best season of Drag Race there ever was. Oh, okay. That's that's that. That's, a, that's bold words. Okay, I can see that. I could definitely see it for me in a top five. Um, I think I need a little bit of time to be removed from it and removed from all the noise surrounding this episode to really appreciate it. But I think in a watch back, it's going to be really special because it was all positive. It was happy and it was a celebration of art. Absolutely. And I think that the choice to edit them in a way that was celebratory and not you know, not really showing their flaws like that, not really showing their negative critiques like that, I think helped not only with the way that they were portrayed, but the audience reception as well. Absolutely. There are there, there, definitely some episodes where I was like, oh, girl, if they had eliminations, Miss Mama right here would be in the bottom. Exactly. But 
the fact that they didn't have that and the fact that everyone was able to just like do their thing i'm pretty sure that they were so much more comfortable than they would have been if this were like a traditional all-stars or like their original season because there's a lot of fear that goes into drag race oh absolutely now we will probably get to it at some point because i think i have in my notes about um what some of the queens are saying was unaired um and that there were negative critiques attached to the season um and that their experience was not necessarily what we fully saw which is always going to be the case um, but yeah, I, I agree as a fan watching this, this was always exciting and happy. Do I wish that we would have gotten a little bit of like, okay, well, this wasn't great. You can improve on this, but overall you're amazing. Yeah. I would have loved a little bit of critique that wasn't like, oh my God, you're in the bottom. You're terrible. Um, but overall, I think this was a positive way of moving forward. And I hope we incorporate a little bit of that in the future seasons. Oh yeah. I definitely hope that they're nicer to the girls because there's so much that goes into preparing to be on TV, especially for the first time. For a lot of these girls, this is their third time mm-hmm. on this particular program, but this isn't, you know, this isn't their, they've been on television plenty of times. They're kind of prepared and they're, Absolutely. they know how to act around cameras and everything. Whereas like original seasons, there are girls who are being essentially plucked from the streets. Right. And have to learn probably the hard way how to act on camera and whatnot. Not necessarily act, act, but you get what I'm saying? Like, how to, like, be quiet when they tell you to be quiet. How to, like, move on from certain, this, you know, this is wrapped up. This is how to, Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. essentially cope with editing and stuff like that. There's so much that goes into it that, like, people don't talk about enough. And even now, as, like, a, a fan, we see the effects of it and we see it happened so i'm pretty sure as someone experiencing it it's it's tenfold absolutely let's dive into this episode um the queens come back to the workroom all giddy and happy they have made it shay is a clutch player she came in at the right moment and anyone counted her out made a big mistake the top four are going to be congratulated but you can tell that some of the other four um mostly the vivian were putting on their best acting skills i think there still were um some hurt hearts in that room Oh, absolutely. I mean, the Vivian was on Jinx's ass the entire season. I mean, it was essentially anything you can do, I can do just as well Mm -hmm. and I can do differently. And to see the person that essentially is your, I want to say equal or the closest thing to your equal, make it and you not is like, that hurts. Especially when she's in the same, you know, she's in the same group with someone who like an episode or two ago had a star and you kind of counted out as like, oh, well, she's not making it. And it's like, huh? Mm-hmm. Joke's on you, honey. What happens with Drag Race is always a surprise. Monet is asked how it feels to have the most stars and it says it means she's better than every single one of them. She jokes, but she's slightly serious. She, she feels it. I think Monet knows that she's a very good drag artist. What Monet is not thrilled about is being put on the spot by Room. She tells Jada that she loves her. They have a great friendship, but she states that Trinity would have had four stars had she not been blocked, and that's her twinner. And that makes sense. We didn't have that insight last week when we were like, oh my God, it's the Alliance, which just slightly was, which we'll again discuss shortly. But yeah, yeah, the blocking thing was real. Trinity would have technically been there had she not been blocked, but them's the breaks. That's the game. True. I mean, Jason, Jada, Jason, Jada also had it not been for Jinx, would have only had two stars. 
Exactly. That's very true. Now, Jada's like, it's crazy. I can't believe you picked someone you've had history with for over someone you just met. That's crazy. Um, now, they all, the, she done already had hers. Is. They're, they're, they're excited, but a little more mild. As Vivian points out, they're giving away a quarter of a million dollars this season. And yeah, let the British girl figure out the American money system. She is smarter than me because I could not figure out how to do it in England. I couldn't <laughs> give you the conversion rate. Listen, neither would I. When I hear pounds, all I think about are slabs of meat. Same. <laughs> the Vivian is excited that she can still at least win $50,000 because that's actually more money than she won on her season. Did anyone wow watch her Wow Presents Plus show? Anyone? I think so. <laughs> um, I, al- I, think- I almost watched Lawrence's. I was going to watch it because that was engaging. And I think it was the, the, the guest stars that she had. That's like, okay, maybe I'll watch this. This seems fun. But I didn't oh, watch either. I, I think I watched an episode or two of the Vivians, but Lawrence's, I, I, it, I saw the premise and I was like, eh, it doesn't really give me anything. Yeah. So who wants it the most? Jinx does. Now we all know that I love watching the edit, and this was the moment I knew Jinx was going to win. She takes over this moment as she gets the confessional about her desire to win. She says she's going to win, and with no one else getting a moment like this. This episode was all hers. It was just going to be the journey to get there. Now we're going to have Monet ask Trinity if she thought she would be in the top four. And she says she trusted her because they had an alliance. Then she is like, ooh, bitch, what show you been on? You know what was happening. They tried to get you in. Right. She could have been in that alliance, but no, no, no one wanted to be. But the room is very light and very jovial. Jinx is falling over. Jade is being swung around by the Vivian and Trinity. Trinity is getting dragged around the room. It's just madness. Um, But there are two crowns on the line, a quarter million dollars. And yes, Jinx, this is the best hour of television we're going to get all year. Oh, absolutely. You know, I'm thinking about it now. It's it would have been super interesting if someone else had joined their alliance and when they had to make that decision. Mm Because then that makes it like then why did I, like, for example, if, like, a Jada or a Shay had joined that alliance and she had to choose between the two of them and chose Trinity, then that becomes, like, a then why did I join this alliance in the first place? And that would have been some good drama from the beginning of this episode. I agree. I agree. Um, and that's also me because I'm a huge Survivor fan, as is Monet. Monet would know she's what she's doing. She's very, very, very in tune to reality TV. Uh, so she's, she's, she played it very well. It is now crowning day and the queens arrive and there are some who are still very jovial and some who are very hella serious and that be you, Evie Oddly. Um, But yes, their bananas journey is almost over. Shay now has four stars and Trinity believes that she has quote, tripled the amount of stars she had, but we're going to have Monet help her out with math. She quadrupled it. She's from Alabama. She doesn't know better, apparently. Um... Bless her heart, right? Bless her entire heart. Because for us, you know, the thing about it is, for a hot second, she had me too. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, she added three. So, like, she, two would have been doubled. Three would have been, oh, four is quadruple. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Wait a second. Yeah. See, I, I, I tend, because I am a drag artist, I tend to just believe. Of course, yes. Out of a drag artist's mouth, and I was like, mm-hmm. "Oh, yeah, she's absolutely right." I don't understand why they're dogging her like that. And then I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> yeah, math is hard. It's really hard. Uh, the only math most drag artists know is one plus one equals two dollars. 
It better not change either. <laughs> so who's going to slay this lip sync? Vivian has won two lip syncs. Jada has won one. Evie says she's about to win her two. Um, but Jada notes that her group is very good at lip syncing at very different things. And Evie thinks it's going to be a SmackDown. And she, she's right. That's literally what it's called. That is objectively wrong. <laughs> what? What Jada said? Jada thinking that her group is good at lip syncing. Can we let's 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 do a little a little a little honesty hour here outside of mm-hmm. this season, outside of this season and Evie are Raja and the Vivian that objectively good at lip syncing. Let's be real. Let's be absolutely real. I agree. Um, we're, we'll we'll get to my Vivian hate later. Uh, don't don't you worry. I got my, I'm still very bitter about her win, but um, that's a whole different story. Rue's going to arrive to let them know that their magical adventure is almost over. She wishes that the only thing they remember when they leave is that the only legendary legend star that matters is them. God, that was too sweet. Why is that coming out of Rue's mouth? But they have helped other sweet, sensitive souls find their tribe because thanks to them, there's no place like Drag Race. We're going to get a lot of Wizard of Oz references this episode. Oh, Rue Rue lives in like a Wizard of Oz candy land, kind of like... Old school version of like happiness kind of vibe, especially towards yeah. the end of the seasons of Drag Race. It's very like now that we've ripped you, you know, <laughs> to absolute We're- shreds and read you for filth for the better part of six weeks in actual human time. Love yourself. Bye. Yeah. Now, listeners, I'm going to tease you right now. I'm going to have a big, big, big statement about Wizard of Oz later on in this episode. So get ready for that. For the first time in Drag Race history, there's going to be ho- they're hosting two Lollapalooza Smackdowns for the crown. And Rue says, since this is their last time in the workroom, she has something special planned. And the pit crew arrives because it's time to get in 15-minute quick drag so they can take one last ride on the Soul Train. Now, they all seemed absolutely mortified to have to get into quick drag, but it's all for fun. True. Quick drag is never... Quick drag is never fun. T. Um... The Vivian knows she just wants to look silly. Um, I mean, I think she always looks silly since she stole a crown from Davina DeCampo. Raja is cutting her hair. I don't know why Raja was cutting hair. I guess it was the end of the season. She's like, I don't need this wig, so cut, cut, cut. Um, someone's corseting. But this was a cute mini challenge. I love the Soul Train. That This is classic drag race. Oh, absolutely. And it just has that family feel that I think people forget the drag race has at the end of the day exactly it was fun it was fun and jada's quick drag listen i i loved her on i've loved jada since season 12 but like jada's quick drag has been like it don't it makes me look at her and go do you normally paint in 15 minutes because her quick drag is like a done face yeah well yeah evie says that jada looks like she does after five hours uh she's just a very very gorgeous person raja is wearing sunglasses so she didn't have to do makeup um very smart. And also she's on the ground. Call life alert. Uh, she needs help getting up. Oh, I've been that. I've been both of those girls. <laughs> sunglasses. Sunglasses at the gig so you don't have to do eye makeup and the girl on the ground that just... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Monet said, screw shoes. I'm barefoot. And she also said, screw face. I am not doing quick drag. I respect that. I get you all of them put in their contract. I am not doing quick drag. And then Rue's like, ah, fine. One more time we're doing it. Not them turning quick drag into a political statement. <laughs> uh, Shay gave us cakes. Uh, Trinity and her hair with the curlers. I was like, why does she have that? What challenge was that for? But then the hair spray coming out the front, I was like, okay, that's a boss-ass wig. I like it. 
Trinity will Jinx. give you a wig now. She will. Now, Jinx said Natasha Leon is at Studio 54. That's all I have. I don't have any more drag to give you. So you're getting recycled drag right now. Evie got into it. She was really fun. I like Evie Ali a lot. Evie, Evie's one of those girls that I would love to sit down and like really have a talk with mm-hmm, mm-hmm. one of these days not necessarily even about drag just, just like life and fun just like, yeah just a conversation her her jada and um hmm, her jada and bob are three people that i would just want to talk to about like not just drag but life stuff yeah I briefly met Jada um, during their press week of season 12 back in the day um, at a show from She Shu Who Shall Not Be Named. She was there um, uh, guesting. Guess, mm. No, she guesting or Yeah, I think so. But she was in the audience, whatever. She was very, 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 very sweet. Um, so ever since that moment, I was like, she's a very special person. Oh, finally, we have Vivian. She has a butt, uh, but she needs some work from Dr. Zizmore. Um, I would have thought her butt would a little be more a little plastic, but it's not. No, I don't think I don't think the um I don't think UK drag is uh, as body focused as we are. That's fair. Just on her face. She's had a lot of work done in her face. Bless her heart, she looks good. Yeah, she looks great and it's perfect for drag. Well, it is their last day in the workroom, and Raja says that it was meant to be that the eight of them and that there's nothing that she regrets about doing. Though I really do want that uncut critique for her coming from Michelle. Like that's the DVD extra that we deserve. Oh, absolutely. I would pay. I mean, nothing part of me like 10 bucks, but like I would pay for that clip. Part of me doesn't believe it happened because that is so outrageous. And I'm not really sure how you recover from something like that. If it was what episode three as Trinity claims it was, but also if it did happen, whoa, the tension. Part of me absolutely believes that that happened just based off of the type of mouth that Raja has in Fashion Photo Review. Fair, fair. And she she gives me no tea, no shade. Like, if I'm too heavily negatively critiqued, I will lash out. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I, have, I have to go back and figure out what episode three was and why that kind of comment would have come out of Michelle, but who was telling her this? Episode three was the realness of Fortune Ball? Yes, it was. Yes, it was. You're correct. Yep. So it was very stressful for her because she should have potentially been in the um, top, but it was the yeah. uh, Olivia, Olivia Newton-John Waters. That Which, let's face it, let's be absolutely real, was not that good. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Was not that good. The hair was not that good. Mm-hmm, it didn't mm-hmm. give. Let's 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 be objectively real. It did not give. It's true. All right. Well, let's head to the main stage for the main event. Uh, Rue is looking exceptional. I love this look. She is like a colorful Muppet, uh, and that hair is giant. I thought this was so fun. Oh, this was quintessential RuPaul. I saw that and I said, "This, this is this is a return to form without necessarily falling off. You know how some people fall exactly. off and they kind of come back. This was a comeback without a bad period, so to speak. Yeah, this was, it was a stunning look. We only have family. It is Michelle Visage, Carson Kresge, and Ross Matthews. Um, but we're going to have one more lips, uh, runway before the lip sync. And category is Grand Finale Eleganza. And in honor of the runway, we are going to play Winner Baby or Participation Scepter. Mm. <laughs> and we'll talk about those later. 
First up, Jada Essence Hall, look by Joshua Napointe, hair by Edward Scissorhands, jewels by G.L. Walton. Um, this was stunning. She was Black Hollywood excellence. I think the silver was perfect color for her. The hair was small, but it fit her to a T. We know my desire for having a necklace, but because the way the neckline was cut in the peekaboo shoulders, it created its own shape and it didn't need anything additional. I think Jada is simply one of the most beautiful humans to walk this earth in and out of drag. Very possible. I, I agree. I think that she looked absolutely stunning. I think, you know how every season there's a girl who wears something that you go, RuPaul's going to wear that something like that next season? Yep. This was it for me. RuPaul is definitely going to be in something of this variety next season. Now, if RuPaul wears that wig, I will be like, stop the world, ruin a tiny oh, wig? Absolutely, absolutely not. RuPaul is wearing something, you know, <laughs> RuPaul's a giant hair queen. I don't, I don't see true. Ru in like a, Ru is not like the girls that are, you know, self-included, the girls that are out now who are comfortable in like 40 inches of center-parted human, because I am definitely that girl. Yeah. But um, Rue in that with like a good giant hair, either in like one of those auburns that she's been wearing lately mm -hmm, or like mm -hmm. a good, those white blondes that she's been kind of getting into. She's knowing her I'd age. Eat I'd eat it up. Yeah. Now, this was an absolutely stunning look. Um, I love anything uh, classic Hollywood vintage and Jada just really, really ate with this. Ross says they will call her the essence of everything because she is everything. She is glamorous, naughty, fun, and not just tonight, only sparkling. Um, I Can I be honest with you for a second? I didn't yeah. need those. Neither those did I. Like, those like, uh, we're going to call you. I didn't, I didn't need them. I want to know who uh, on the writing staff was told you are the one who gets to come up with these. And they said, you, you are brilliant. We're going to use what you came up with because some of them were terrible. Yeah, some of them were like, and it, the, it's the fact that some of them were really good and some of them were terrible, that the terrible ones, you're like, that's what I am? Okay. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, that was it. Um, Jada, you're getting a winner, baby, for me. This was a gorgeous look. Oh, same. Absolutely. Winner. Audience, 95% winner, baby, 5% participation scepter. I'm going to pretend someone pressed the wrong button. That's what we're going to do. Yeah, someone pressed that by accident. Raja, uh, notice... I was listed at the moment of filming recording. I think it, she just posted it, but I didn't have time to look at it. But this was a moment. It was alien bug realness. I love the blue and green and how they played off of one another. We never see Raja do the crazy contacting, but for this look, it was so necessary and it really helped create this character. I wish she didn't use her gray hair and picked like a black wig to tie in the color story. But mm. also at her age, wearing those fucking heels. Come on, that's that's talent. I see that for her. I loved it. I think that I think that this look particularly was indicative of Raja's entire run on the show, yeah. which was to show so many people that like, just because I don't doesn't mean I can't. Sure. Just because you don't see me in crazy looks when I'm in drag or like you don't see me doing all these things does not mean that these are things that are not in my wheelhouse and I can give Put in a season with more current and like younger girls, I can sit there and not only participate and hang with the best of them, but I can give those bitches a run for their money. Exactly. And I think I think that that was Raja's mission more than winning the money was. Mm -hmm, which mm -hmm. I mean, you know, I don't want to spoil anything for people who are watching this for the first time. Which I'm like, girl, if you're watching a podcast <laughs> the episode and haven't watched the episode, 
yeah. I don't know what to tell you, but you know, I think that <laughs> I think that that was what she set out to do, and I think that she was extremely successful in that. I agree because even with Jinx, they both come from the early generation of Drag Race where it was more, and I don't like using this word, but it's a word that we use. It was more off the rack drag. It was um, playing around with fashion as opposed to drag. So what we saw from Raja in season three was that world of she's bringing you a little bit of drag, but she's bringing you fashion. And now the shows evolved into this world where you have to bring drag and Raja had to adapt and she did very well at it. Yeah, Raja, Raja and Jinx come from seasons where like girls would buy dresses and be offended if you called them costumes. Exactly. And like <laughs> now we are we are fully making like costumes. People would if someone turned around and went, I like your dress, you go, This I'm wearing ten thousand dollars worth of feathers. This isn't a dress, this isn't this is a garment. Right. Literally. Like this is a piece. You get what I'm saying? So like we've kind of come full circle or or at least on a at very least a 180 in like the culture of what that is. And I think I, I find it really special that Raja came and essentially showed the girls that like the direction that you're going is not necessarily the future because I've been doing what you're doing since before you knew what you were doing. You get what I'm saying? Literally before some of them were born. Yeah. She's been that girl. And like Raja's not someone that's necessarily my cup of tea all the time, mm-hmm. attitude wise. Like I, I've stopped watching Fashion Photo Review for a plethora of reasons, but I think that her participation in this season really um, put a lot of critics of Raja to bed, and I, I respect that. Yeah, I agree. Um, I've heard rumors that she does not want to return to Fashion Photo Review, which is fine. I think that may be the downfall of the show. Um, but yeah, I think I, I stopped watching mostly because I've never, ever, and never probably will be a fan of Raven. I just never cared for her. And I think the other thing that bothered me, and it's not necessarily their fault, is they film those so early on before the episodes even air. So they don't know the references or any of the um, runway themes necessarily. They critique what they see. And when they make like errors, it drives me nuts. Because when I make an error on this show, I can't sleep for days. I like get very upset. Um, And that's what kills me. It's like, they didn't fact check anything. What is going on? And like, there have been some blatant errors that especially Raven is. Yeah. I mean, I've just never been a fan of like the way that fashion photo review has kind of fanned the flames of bullying. Yes. The other girls, because there are some girls who get on there and because, you know, as opposed to explaining why they don't like an outfit, they'll just say the name of the queen and just boot. Exactly. And there are a lot of girls that like to this day get that like they get tweeted at and get, you know, mm-hmm, so and so boo. And it's like doing that while also not telling people, you know, hey, just because we have our opinion does not mean that you get to run around and talk shit to people. Uh, exactly. I feel like you have a when you. How could I say this? When you judge people on a televised platform i think you have a responsibility to let the people that you are talking to know that bullying and using what you say as ammunition to bully these people is absolutely not okay exactly 
Carson's going to dub her the Shaman of Chic. Um, he says she has an undeniable elegance and everything she wears is always gorgeous. It's a winner, baby. Oh, absolute winner. I didn't care for that name. That name no, felt terrible. Very, it was terrible. That sounded like a, that sounded like something you'd see on a shirt in a Target. <laughs> yeah, very much that. Um, yeah, it's a winner, baby. Audience, 92%, 8% participation scepter. Next up, The Vivian. Look by Jeffrey Kelly. Jewels by Bling 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 UK. Hair by Wigs by Brenda LeBeau. It's so simple. I know it's a feather bottom with a feather shoulder, but after what she wore for the finale of UK, this is just not it. I needed her to have a necklace so badly. The bust is all too much skin. I almost say it kind of looks like Best Little Whorehouse goes to a black tie affair. I just agree. I absolutely loved this. Oh, I love this. I thought she looked gorgeous. All right, tell me why. Tell me why. I I think that though it was simple, I think that it was absolutely effective. I think the dress could have done with a slit, maybe. Yes. yes. Something that showed a little leg and just wasn't as uh, I don't want to say boxy, but just didn't have like that kind of huge shape to it and would have definitely helped the feathers flow a lot better. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I I thought that it was absolutely gorgeous. I I saw her like, you know, with the girls post after they've done the runway and whatnot and she chose to do the photo shoot in neutrals which i think would is, is a much better choice um mm. and i just think she looked i think she looked beautiful i i really really if you see me in that in yellow you mind your business all right okay I can, all right michelle dubs her the queen of england wait no she's dubbed the powerhouse scouse she says she absolutely, she's absolutely fabulous in the very definition of beauty, confidence, and star power. She says her talent knows absolutely no bounds. I'm going to give this a participation center. I'm going to give it a winner, baby. Well, the audience did agree with you, but barely. 56% winner, baby. 44% participation center. Very mixed. Next up, Evie Oddly. No designers listed. I love this. The cake concept is fun and quirky. The colors she chose are brilliant. I love when pinks and purples um, work with gold. They are a great color combo. The wig is a statement. I love that it's ooey gooey icing. I think the lips are my play- are my favorite because they're just so playful in 3D. Does she look like she can be an ensemble member in Beauty and the Beast? For sure. But all eyes would be on her during uh, Be Our Guest. Like, right? We would all watch Evie Oddly do that number. Oh, I'd watch. Absolutely. What did you think of this look? I was not a fan. All right. That's fair. Was it because it was too arts and craftsy? Um, it's not that it was too arts and craftsy. I'm just not a fan of that style. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I saw it and I went like, you know, I love that for her. I think Evie's one of the best queens to have done Drag Race. And I feel like Evie has opened a lot of people's minds as to what drag can be. Absolutely. But I just objectively didn't like this. Like, I, I tried to imagine had, like, had someone who I think is an undeniable fashion icon worn this, would I have liked it? Which, to me, that's mm-hmm. always my bias test. I'm like, girl, if Shea kool wore that, would you like it? Okay, fair. And if, if so, then that means that this is a bias and not an objective opinion. And I wouldn't have liked it then. I don't, I don't like it now. But I think Evie, I think Evie's style has grown immensely. Absolutely. 
Ross calls her the queen of queerdos. He says she is a living, breathing work of art and an inspiration who marched to the beat of their own drum. I'll give this a winner, baby. I'm giving it a participation trophy. Audience, 86% winner, baby. 14% participation scepter. Next up, Jinx Monsoon. Look by Joven Stratton. Hair by Wig Chapel. Sword by Ander the Viking. Um, it's incredibly cosplay, but I feel like this is the person who embodies Jinx saying, this is me, love me. I wouldn't be surprised if she gets some calls from Ren Fairs this year. It's not what I pictured her in in this moment, but I'm not necessarily mad at it. I think the armor is wonderfully crafted. The skirt piece works well with the silver. It's just not necessarily elevated in what might be your last moment on Drag Race. And that's my only concern here. She could have kept this one. She absolutely yeah. could have. She, she, she should have pulled it out, saw what everyone else had on, and picked something different. Yeah, I agree. It didn't... I, um, it didn't move me in any form or fashion, especially given the fact that Jinx has done so much on the runway lately that has been such a, not only a complete departure, but like a total upgrade to what her last outing was. This was one of the things that I, I looked at and I went, I, less of this, please. Yeah. Yeah, it's not that it was a bad look. It looked great. It just was not what I wanted in this moment. Carson yeah, calls I, her. Go ahead. I, I, I would have taken her all, all glowed up runway in a different color over this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because even without the light uh, element to it, that was just a gorgeous, gorgeous gown to begin Absolutely. with. Absolutely. But this yeah, just you, felt... You give put it a different wig on that, a different beat. Yeah, it would have been that could have worked perfectly. Yeah, and it just I I love a cosplay reference, but when something leans too close to a particular character, because this felt particularly like um, Princess Zelda, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it, it just leaned too close to that exact thing in a different color palette, which I really didn't like, and. It just it just didn't move me yeah. compared to some of the things that other girls had on where like you look at it and you go, yeah, I know that I know this is the last thing in your closet. And this is the thing that you've been waiting to wear. This felt like exactly. this felt like, oh, this was the last thing in her bag. Oh, my God. Carson calls for the show Queen Supreme. She says he says she's a witch in a good way and says every time she performs, she casts a beautiful spell on all of them. I will give it the very, very, very bottom soft winner baby because it was a good garment. It's just, I had a very high preference for what I wanted in this moment. I I don't even want to give it a participation scepter. I just, I didn't, it didn't do a single, it didn't do a single thing for me. Can I give it one rhinestone? Sure, you can give it a single rhinestone. She the audience, the audience was okay with this. They they were okay with this though. They were 71% winner baby, 29% participation scepter. No, this is a single non-AB rhinestone for me. <laughs> All right, next up, Monet Exchange, look by Chris Shabana, purple uh, fabric by Domino Couture. She took this season to say, this is authentically me, and I love that. It really was Wakanda forever. The nude illusion was on point like i know it can be very hard to match skin but this was literal perfection she has certainly shown that she can elevate her game on the runway and she needs to be praised for that 
I have still not fully recovered from what I saw on that stage. I think that that was one of the most gorgeous garments I've ever seen grace not only that stage, but Monet's body. Yeah. And I think that she looked probably the most beautiful I've seen her look in all of her time on any of the seasons that she's been on. Yeah. This was a great and ending of a runway for her. It, it, I don't think, because Monet, let's be honest, Monet is one of the more popular queens of the show. Mm-hmm. And I yep. still don't think that Monet gets the praise for the depth of her actual talent. I agree. I think that Monet, I think Monet gets a lot of praise, but I don't think that people really look at the things that she's capable of and what she shows us. And from a style standpoint, it was just, if you put that look anywhere on any red carpet, it shuts down. I agree. Like you can, that's a look that you can take from Drag Race to the Met Gala and shut it down. Yes. Absolutely. Also, just put her in um, Wakanda Forever. What We need a Monet Exchange cameo in that movie. Oh, after this? Absolutely. Michelle calls her the diva of heart and soul, which is weird. Uh, she says she is talented and gorgeous and fucking hilarious. She says she loves the world and the world loves her back. That was honestly the worst of all eight of them was what they used for her. Diva of heart and soul. What the fuck does that mean? That was that was the one that when you look at that one and you look at the rest of them, you go, you know, either come up for come up with a better one for her or don't use any of these. Yeah. I mean, just I think she'd probably prefer to still be called like the Sultan of Sponge. At least that's on brand. Right. It just it 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 gave. It was a little it was a little too hokey. Those themes. I didn't I didn't need them. They were a little too hokey. They were a little too like. We're gonna call you like the goddess of smiles. And you're like, girl, what in yeah. the f- grown adult people wrote these? Yeah, literally. Like if they were delivered by <laughs> kindergartners, this would be adorable. But like yeah. the diva of heart and soul, what who? Yeah. Girl, y'all could have kept it. Um, this look is a winner, baby, for me. Oh, absolutely, 100 percent Audience, I don't know what you're smoking, but uh, 65% winner baby, 35% participation scepter. I'm really disappointed there. I'm really disappointed in you, Katie. <sighs> Shea Coulee, look by Christopher John Rogers. I like this gown. It is very exciting and fresh to my eyes. I do fear that we saw peak Shay in All-Stars 5, and this season she just tried to top it, which was almost near impossible because All-Stars 5 was near perfection. She set the bar so high, and that's why we critique her, because we do love her. That being said, I love these colors. Yellow is an absolutely gorgeous color for her. Uh, She is giving you Naomi Naomi Campbell realness. Again, I need a necklace. Very much needed something. Even if it's a choker, I just there was a lot of empty space, but I really love the flow of this garment. I think the girls, I think the girls are ditching the necklace because they're giving the like glowy degletage mm-hmm, and they mm-hmm. kind of want to feature that. Cause yeah. like even, even here in the city, we're very, a lot of the girls who do do the like off the shoulder, very glowy, very moist kind of 
situation will ditch the necklace because you know mm-hmm. you get foundation on the necklace you get powder yeah, on the necklace and if you're trying to be that like what naomi smalls would call brown and wet girl mm-hmm. you kind of wanted to give like open space that's fair plus i mean for the girls who are giving the like mm, skinny model it 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 looks it makes the bones look more pronounced there that's very true yeah whenever i do any sort of critiques for like red carpet i'm like where's the necklace um but then when someone has a beautiful statement piece i'm like may i have that please because that looks very expensive yeah i mean uh, plus necklaces depending on your head size and your weird mm-hmm. neck situation certain necklaces don't give what they're supposed to give because yeah. i think for for garment like what Shay was wearing there are very few necklaces that she could have worn that would not have made the garment in some form of fashion look cheap fair fair this is one of those garments that needed to be featured on its own minimal accessories mineral i i would say a, a good earring and a good um bracelet and a really really good but muted nail and you're good to mm-hmm. go. And I think that yeah. hair choice was absolutely perfect. Oh, that, absolutely. Like, crop to the head, pixie, absolutely gorgeous. And I, I love that there are so many girls who are choosing shorter hair now that isn't the same. Because you know how sometimes you'll get a short wig or a pussycat and it's in the same kind of like style. But like the girls are doing finger waves and the girls are mm-hmm. doing... Uh, the girls are doing the cropped pixie and like they're still I love that short wigs are still being styled short wigs are the trend alert of this season oh absolutely Ross is going to dub her the empress of excellence he says she makes everything look so easy and she puts in hard work and determination but also uses her platform to shed light on other issues he says she elevates every stage that she's on agreed I'll give this a winner baby oh absolutely a winner Audience, 80%. Winner baby, 20%. Participation scepter. And finally, Trinity the Tuck. Look by Jeffrey Kelly. Hair by Edward Scissorhands. She sparkles. I love the pink and the softness it plays with the jewels. The stonework is impeccable. But I'm bored for a final runway. This is not fresh or new for her. This could have been an average week, and I'd say that checks out. She looks great, but I need more from her. She's another one. She's peaked herself already. She, she's, she achieved peak Trinity. Yeah. Yeah, I see that. Um, I think it also, you have to look at the context of the competition. The The actual competition part. Oh, it's over. Wasn't as, not not necessarily that it was over, but like it's a, it's a different kind of competition here. Whereas wow. like All-Stars 4, All-Stars 4, she was here to eat bitches up. Like she was there to eat girls up. Whereas yeah. like here, it's like we're all winners. It's, it's kind of like a victory lap, a celebratory run. Um, and I feel that Trinity, given the events that happened between All-Stars 4 and now, she, I'm pretty sure she, along with some other girls, were just kind of like, hey, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. I'm having a good time. Like, am I going to win? Possible, but unlikely. I'm here to, I'm here to party. And I think that this was... An example of that, I think, and I, I agree that like some of her best garments happened in episodes prior, but I also feel that it's because they 
met the brief of what that That's runway right. situation was. And I think Absolutely. that this was, I, I also think that she packed so many gowns that had she yeah. come out in a gown, it would have been like, and Cheryl did a death drop. <laughs> literally, literally. And I, I, I loved it. I, it's one of those things for me that I would definitely like get in a different color. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think the hair was absolutely gorgeous. It was yes. very, granted, I know this was filmed like God knows how many months ago, but um, it was very um, Beyonce's Renaissance cover, that hair, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, which was also very like a reference to Lady Godiva, yes. which I, I see that. Um, and I, I think she looked gorgeous. I think that it was, I think it was a good choice for her to wear something like that as opposed to a gown because had mm-hmm. she worn another gown knowing that everything that she kind of won in and was in the top in was a gown i right. think it would have it would have been we would have been more bored than uh where some of us are now with that choice but i think it was a good choice i think she looked beautiful. yeah no it, it was again very very gorgeous uh she looked great uh michelle's gonna drop her the ceo of sass brass and a whole lot of asks she says she owns everything with her salty Southern charm. She represents what they love about drag, camp, community, and congeniality. I will give it a winner, baby. Another soft one, but it, it, great. great look. It was really beautiful. I just have expectations for the winners. Oh, absolutely. But I also do think that... I'm sorry. You're good. I also do think that um, there are some girls... I think that the girls kind of prioritize certain runways over others Absolutely. and you can kind of tell by the amount of detailing and care that went into certain outfits and i think that um for example that that outfit from the first episode trinity probably put a lot of care and attention into mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that uh that what lies beneath runway she put a lot of care of it and attention to yeah. that uh that outfit uh, that red one with the train I forgot what mm-hmm. the the, the uh, category was but like that's something that she put a lot of attention to so I'm pretty sure that when she came down to like her finale eleganza look I don't think that it was something that she went okay well I'm gonna put this and this and this amount of effort into it because it's also the last thing that you wear so like if people exactly. are playing with you over the season this is just a cap yeah on top and it's I guess it is a little different because I always especially with now with the international seasons um it's always for me it's like what do you want to be crowned in what do you want your lasting image to be it obviously was not going to be these looks because they had to go into whatever the lip syncing in i was about to say because um, I, yeah, saw, what, totally I saw what miss girl that one got crowned in and oh exactly yeah they, they this was totally different this is a whole different ballpark but yeah that was a that was a like y'all could have let them girls change yep i agree um all right so audience went 57 percent winner baby 43 percent participation scepter for trinity the talk now rue is going to give a touching speech about how they are all heroes they go out and represent what they can be and then monet is going to be very emotional and speak for all of them and thanks rue for her radiation of love and how the show created gives them the world at their fingertips um i thought this was very pretty and beautiful and sweet um i hope it was natural and not asked by production to happen but um that's just my fear of production all the time you know what i mean i mean whatever that was it ate me up i'm not gonna lie whatever it was gorgeous it was beautiful it it ate me up i i was in here 
trying my best to like hold it back because it was no matter what the situation was if it was contrived or not it was still true exactly exactly and i think i think that had its own uh merit to it and i it it because of drag race there are so many girls who have never touched the drag race stage who have still benefited from Mm-hmm. There being a drag race in the world, and there's such a light shown on drag artists right now, and has been over the past damn near 15 years. That was never, you know, choosing drag queen as an occupation. Because I remember I used to watch drag related content before there was a drag race, especially in New York City when I used to watch girls like Hedda Lettuce and Coco Peru and Harmonica Sunbeam and whatnot. And I would watch things like that on Logo and the amount of like, and that, that was, that was like for New York city drag, that was like the girls who are doing it top of the food chain, top of the list. And now because of something like drag race, there is damn near a new, like queen of the city every year, every year, every couple of years. And it became a system where like, you kind of became that girl and, you know, a certain production company comes a knock in, you get snatched up and some new girls rise. And it created an ecosystem in the city that, that really just helps a lot of girls elevate in this art form that would not have been able to. But it helped so many girls from so many different places in this city take this art form of drag and like, I don't want to say I don't want to I don't want to say this in any sort of like like savior kind of way but like there are some girls who like drag got them out the hood. There are yeah. some girls who like drag got them off the streets. There are some girls that like drag took them from being this type of person that kind of hid who they were and what their interests were to like being for some of them, some of the most complete versions of themselves, not only professionally, but personally. And I think that, and, and I'm talking about girls who like didn't do drag race, girls who are still on the street, just mm-hmm. kind of not on the street, but like the girls who are still in the clubs, just like booked and busy and blessed and doing the things that like, and it's because of that ecosystem that drag race has, has created in this city and in so many cities across this country and now all over the world. Absolutely. Yeah, Drag Race is a very special show. It's a very important show. And I know that there are times where the fandom makes it almost question at all. But at the end of the day, it is a very important show for queer people and queer artists. And yeah, you're, you, everything you just said is absolutely accurate and true. And I love that. I absolutely love what you just sh- said. And I hope I can share the entire clip with people because it, it was very important. Thank you for sharing that. Thank, thank you. Um, I hope it made sense because oh, I absolutely I, it does. It it I am it was very eloquent. Thank you, thank you. Well, after that beautiful moment, um, the queens are going to leave the stage, and Michelle is going to tell Rue about a dream she had, and and Carson was there, and Ross was there, and she was being attacked by dancing killer clowns. And ladies and gentlemen, gays and days, please welcome to. We have three minutes left of the show to film. Fuck. 
Here's a performance of Smile by RuPaul. I kind of like the song. I'm not going to lie. Um, it's good. The dancers were fierce. Ru was moving. She should be rewarded for that. Are there such things as killer clowns? No, but there are such things as killer drag queens because Ru killed it on that main stage. Oh, I, I love when Ru gives a number. <laughs> I, love, I love when Ru gives an unironic number. Yeah, that's what it was. Because, you know, um, sometimes the girls will give like a here's my new single and here's me giving like a touching together and touching together. Whereas like here, she was given like, she, Rue got up, got into that outfit, looked at herself and said, I might want to give a number in this. Literally. She was like, I'm actually going to allow you to film the top and bottom halves of my body at the same time. She said, let's, you know, let's do a little wiggle for the girls one time for the one time. And I appreciate it. I listen. I, I think that a lot of people kind of count Rue out for being quote unquote old, but I'm like, there are people in there, like, look at someone like Jane Fonda, who could probably, if you mm-hmm. ask Jane Fonda to give a number, girl, she, she might, she might twirl on y'all. Like, listen, don't, she just don't gave a to... sex talk on uh, Andy Cohen's uh, radio show. She, she, she's ready. She's, she can, she can do it. Right. So like, I don't, I, I don't think that people should give Rue as much flack for being old and not moving as much. Cause it's also like, we're talking about someone who's been doing drag for. Right. To be fair, years. though, to be fair, I don't think RuPaul was ever a performer in the way that we know performers today. I don't think she was ever the dip girl, the the um, the split girl. Yeah, she was Ru- there to DJ and to party and be a showgirl. Um, yeah, so Ru- RuPaul is not like RuPaul's not a former Georges. Like that's exactly. Not what <laughs> Although I would absolutely live to see if there's a video if there's a video someone out there find a video of rupaul performing in the 80s that's what we all deserve if there's a video of rupaul absolutely bucking and twirling i need to see it yep all right well speaking of bucking and twirling we're going to take each bracket and discuss them individually so we're going to go out of show order but first we're going to be doing the she already done had hers is and then we'll do queen of all queens let's give it Jada, Raja, the Vivian, and Evie arrive to find out that Kellex has a wheel of their faces to determine who will be lip-syncing against whom. And no, no, no opponent picking this time around. Do you think they should have been able to pick who they wanted to lip-sync against? Or do you think that maybe they could have done some sort of tiered, okay, you have the most stars, you get to go first and pick? I, I think that it was better that they got to not pick their opponents. Yeah. Because I don't think that in any instance Monet and Trinity would have picked one another Never. they would have wanted to be the top two absolutely the Vivian is spun first and she'll be lip-syncing against Evie but the Vivian will get to pick the song based on which box she picks either the brass box or the platinum box aka that platinum box is not the same color as that platinum plunger so that's been a lie the entire season maybe <laughs> maybe Rue's colorblind maybe Rue is colorblind uh, the Vivian is an old brass old bird, so she's going to pick Bryce, not Bruno. And the song she selected is Push It by Salt and Pepper. I think that, the fact yeah, that ahead. she didn't pick Bruno is homophobic within itself. Yeah. You always pick Bruno. Look, at I Bruno. think Viv knew the second that song came up, she was done. She's like, how the hell am I going to do this and beat Evie on this track? It's not going to happen. Right. I mean, but the second track was not much better. No, not at all. But 
First off, Evie and her Mondrian trench coat were a moment, and Evie just like had power and attitude in this performance. And the Vivian was giving you drunk Anne, and it was campy, and she did what she need, needed to do to win, brew over with humor, but it just was not going to match Evie, who had just the right attitude for the song. And this is why I, I watched that performance, and I look back at what Jada said about them being like fierce lip syncers, and I'm like... Now, Jada. Now, Jada, let's be honest. Because I look back at all of the Vivian's lip syncs this season and I go, where was the fierce lip sync? To be fair, and I'm not, this is shocking. I'm going to defend Vivian for a second, but more so defending British drag. Lip syncing is not what they do in England. It's all, they do live singing. But here's the thing about it lip syncing is also not hard to do. No, correct. Because it's basically just doing without having the sounds coming in your mouth. Right. Lip syncing is absolutely not difficult to do. Is it difficult to turn it into a performance that's captivating for an audience? Absolutely. Is it something that's difficult to do? No, it is not. Because if you know the song, you can lip sync the song. Mm -hmm. And if you have have enough creative, uh, I want to say the word is fortitude, but I'm not 100% sure. But if you have enough vision creatively, you can turn that song into some sort of performance that captivates the audience that you have. So I, I will never subscribe to the idea of like, that's not what we do here. Because not only is it not hard to do, but it's something that you know exists in the field of drag. Mm -hmm. It's something that you know happens. Even if Even if they don't do it in your city, they don't do it in your country. It's something that you know most people do. Y'all are the only people who don't do it. And if you know you're going to be doing a competition that's not in your country, I would say maybe brush up on your lip sync skills. Yeah. I remember before season one of UK started that that was their biggest concern and critique was that most of the artists that they cast were live singers like the only one who was a full-on lip sync artist as we learned in the performance was cheryl um right. she, she in so it is a different world but at the end of the day rude aside, the winner of the lip sync is evie oddly she's going to get her revenge on the vivian for beating her earlier did the right winner win um yeah i agree yeah i'm not a fan i'll, I'll say now just for now and the future, I wasn't a fan of any of the lip sync choices. The songs in this in this Lollapalooza, yeah, I was not a fan of any of the songs. I I I said, sweetheart, we didn't. When you have artists at your disposal like Gaga and Katy Perry, and I'm like, that's the song choice. It it kind of helped. It it kind of made me check out a little bit. So that's I, fair. it was it was good. There's, I don't think there's a performance that I saw that wasn't above, like, yeah, it was good. Yeah. She should have probably picked Bruno, but she's going to get a participation scepter. Uh, sell that, bitch. It's probably worth more than you made all this, than the show you've been on. Right. True. I mean, the Vivian also made, what, $20,000? She did make some money. She's, she's going home with some money um, and a lot of fans and friends. Which I also right, think next, doesn't she live in? Doesn't she live in uh, LA now? I don't know if she's officially relocated. I know that she's been doing the War on the Catwalk tour. Yeah, because um, I'm pretty sure that you have to be just according to like TV law, you have to be like a 
resident of the United States? To you have to Indian? have dual. Yes, you have to have dual residency, which is why a certain drag clown might be on a future All Star season. Just saying, just right. saying, listeners, if you if you're confused, um, and also for those who don't know, there you, was a rumor that Cheryl Hole will be back. Yeah, uh, Cheryl Hole was considered for this re- upcoming season of All Stars because she did have dual citizenship. Give it. I actually really like Cheryl Hole. I do too. She's so sweet. I love her. All right, let's do the next lip sync. It is Jada versus Raja. Uh, Bruno arrives with their song, and they will be lip syncing to "Let's Hear It for the Boy" by Denise Williams. Now, I know you don't like the, the song choices. I love this song. It's a classic. I this, I, how has this never song. been used before? I like the song. All the years of Drag Race. I like the song. I don't think it's a good lip sync choice. Yeah. Well, this is good omens for Raja because it's old enough for her to know all the lyrics, which is something she said earlier this season. Now, before we head into the lip sync, we need to discuss Raja's caption gate. Yes. According to the captions, they claim that Raja says, Jada is like my incest baby. Bitch, check your work before you hit submit. Toe, so terribly, terribly wrong. I know transcribing is hard, but that was a bad, bad error. What did what did she actually say? My little baby. Okay. Inter- or my little little my little infant baby instead of incest. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, oopsies. There there've been a, a lot of oopsies. I mean, because I did have the captions on when I do my uh, notes for all the recaps. Um yeah, there's a lot of errors all the time. Now, Raja had the shoulder pads for the song. She had the drunk ant vibes to dance to this jam. Uh, Jada was good. I think Jada could have amped it up a bit and showcased what she can do because we know that she could actually sweep the floor with Raja. Right. But when Raja gets a song that she knows, she can do well, and she simply just is not known for lip syncing. That's fine. I didn't think she did well. I don't think she did either. She was mediocre. But in a shocking turn of events, Raja will defeat Jada in a lip sync. And I personally think it was for storyline because I think Jada saw the writing on the wall. What was Jada waiting for? She could have done a, a trick or something to make this exciting, but she she held back. Yeah. I mean, I have a I personally have a conspiracy theory that some girls are paid to throw their final lip syncs. Um okay. I, I won't yes, continue. Names, but uh-huh. I, I definitely think that like there are some girls who are like hey, here's a little extra something. Take a dive. Now, I've heard rumors in the past. Maybe things have changed in recent years. I've heard that I think there are... In recent years. I, I, th- that there is a predetermined um, placement order sometimes with the show. Like, you're kind of told, okay, you're only going to get this far. Um, and other queens are told you're going to go farther. And that was the always the rumor when it came to uh, Chad Michaels and Sharon Needles in season four is because Chad was supposed to quote unquote win the season and they just couldn't give it to Chad because Sharon was so good. But contractually, that's what Chad was supposed to get. And that's why All Stars 1 was created. I thought they didn't give it to Chad. I thought they didn't give it to Chad because Sharon was so popular. Because that was, was the that first as time well. that they had like a social media kind of like voting for your favorite are you team this person team that person and sharing kind of right. blew them out of the water in terms right. of like and 
but I think pre-production, Chad was the winner of the season, and they had to mm-hmm. change course. I don't no, know if it's I, true. I definitely feel like in more recent seasons, I won't say any names, but I definitely feel like in the past five or six seasons, there have been a few instances where girls have been told to throw their lip syncs, especially because if they had they made it to their final two, there would be no real reason to not crown them because they're usually girls that have the best track record. They're mm-hmm. usually girls that have kind of done the best and the fans haven't really given them too much energy or, you know, they've done the best, but there's some sort of controversy or something in, in something, some form of fashion, or they just flat out want a certain person to win. And I think that some of those girls are given like, hey, here's a little... Well, it's either like a here's here's this now or like we promise that we'll give you this and this and this later. Yeah. Just take a dive here because it's also girls that like if you pay attention, they're the same girls that like postseason, whether they had a lot of fans or not, they're like everywhere. That's fair. That's de- de- definitely fair. Um. Yeah, I'm going to keep my... Well, I was just about to say to myself, if you want to know what I was going to say, DM me. Uh, anyway, did the right winner win? No. I agree. Um, this was really hard because I was like, there's no way in the world, after seeing Raja lip sync this season, how she was going to win, especially over Jada. Um, and it, it's such a heartbreaking storyline end for Jada, especially with the absolutely. episode before being like, didn't make top four, and then she also loses this is the very first lip sync of this Lollapurza, like her her first one. Yeah. Jada gets a participation scepter. And I have to say that Jada's, Jada's stock skyrocketed this season. Um, I think she should be considered a top tier drag race queen after this season. Oh, absolutely. And I do hope that Raja buys her a bottle of Sauv Blanc in the VIP area. I, I take one too. Hope that same, same Raja passed that over. <laughs> um, I really hope that Jada gets the social currency that she deserves because let's be real i agree a lot of this drag stuff is social currency and like having a million followers and getting a lot of opportunities based over the follower count that you have and whatnot and what have you and i really do think that um she's gotten a lot closer i think data has grown like 70 or 80k since her initial run Mm -hmm. um and I really do hope that she gets up to a million. I think that she deserves it. She's one of the only winners that doesn't have a million followers right now. I think it's just in right. terms of like U.S. winners. I think it's just her and BB, mm-hmm. um, which is unfortunate on both accounts. But I, I feel like Jada is someone who gives so much of herself to drag and gives so much to drag. She's one of those people that like you never hear anyone having a bad word about Jada. And she's so I've seen her supporting her friends and whatnot and she just gives me like the vibe of a genuinely good person and I I feel like this season should be the like starting point of you know the the Jada Essence Hall kind of like mainstream media takeover I hope that we see Jada everywhere for the next couple years I agree Raj and Evie return, and if you listened to the podcast last week, you all know uh, I said that these two were going to be the contenders simply based on the storylines that were set up in those um, little tic-tac chit-chats. Uh, the song. Oh, yeah. 
she's also sisters. they're also the oldest and youngest competitors of this true. season that's true the song and sisters are doing it for themselves by the arithmics and aretha franklin i am unfamiliar with this track why have i never I heard it before i i know it but again i'm like this is not what given the audience that drag race wants and the right. audience that drag race is going for i'm like this is what you chose honey yeah, this was RuPaul going through her 2005 iPod Mini, being like, "This song." Right. I'm like, "Girl, this is this isn't it." All right. I love Evie's blue sparkly suit. It was very fun, very sexy. Evie tells us that she's got a few last tricks up her sleeve, and baby, we're gonna see them. The song is '80s vibe, and of course, very much in Roger's supposed wheelhouse. I truly believe Evie had this in the bag until the wig moment. Now, let's just discuss the wig fiasco. When I saw that wig riding up and the cap exposed, I was like, oh, fuck. Bitch, why was that not glued down? But then she recovered with the face when the wig fell off, and then she snatched the wig cap off to reveal the red wig. I, for a moment, thought that was intentional. Wasn't it? Apparently not. Apparently, we were not supposed to see the wig cap. Interesting. It was supposed to be at another point she was going to remove both and have the red wig. Mm, interesting yeah but she sold it and that's why i'm like okay i'm here for it i'm fine this is this is an easy trick yeah but i also feel like if you glued the red wig down well enough you you shouldn't have to use a a wig cap right um we barely saw raja do much but we know how much rue hates wig problems um or she's at least doubled down on them so much in the past that she has to be consistent yeah, and but that the, can easily be categorized as like a trick within itself. Because I don't, I think, agree. I don't think that anyone looked at that as like, oh, that's a trick gone wrong. I thought that that was the editors, did especially the given sound. how like twisted and odd it was. I mm-hmm. I would have thought that that was intentional coming from someone like Evie. Yeah, and I think the editors had to ensure for us at least to as we were watching that it was a, a potential error because they did go into slow-mo for a second, change the music. Um, But that also may have just been for the narrative of it. In the end, Rue has decided the winner of She Already Done Had Hers is is Raja. Did the right winner win? Absolutely not. I agree. I am gutted for Evie. Evie should have had this. Yeah, I mean, especially given how much Evie shared with of herself this season. Um, I think the final two should have been Evie and Jada. I don't think Rosh should I agree. have it the last lip sync. I don't think she did well in either lip syncs, but we are facing a pattern of the winner of mm-hmm. the Lala Perusa not doing well in either of their lip syncs. So there's that. Um, and I know last week there was that moment where uh, Raja did remind us very smartly that she is the only Asian winner on the American version of the show. Absolutely. Um, now she's due time. Well, what, what is this a winner? Is this just a participation? Well, how do we how do we categorize this? She's not going to the Hall of Fame, is she? I have no idea. <laughs> I, I thought that this was like the paid version of Miss Congeniality. I think so too. Like uh, you know how every for for every winner they have the Miss Congeniality, and you you know you remember the Miss Congeniality with the winner. That's the girl that like. That's those yeah. are the two memorable girls of that season. And I think that because they didn't have a miscongeniality, so to speak, this right. is like their version of that. Um and while I like I, I just don't think that Roger should have won this. I don't think that storyline-wise, this should have been something for 
I'm glad that she got the money, of course. Like, you know, I'm glad for any artist and especially an artist of color to like be, you know, blessed with fortune. But mm -hmm. I just don't think that storyline wise, this made any sense to give to someone like Raja, given how much Evie and Jada particularly participated in this season in comparison mm -hmm. to Raja. Yep. And how much storyline and how much TV time and confessionals and whatnot Evie and Jada gave to this season. I think that narratively, it would have made more sense to give this moment, especially to Jada, given the absolute like decimation of her dreams of her not getting into top four the episode prior. I agree. Raja gets the participation scepter and her briefcase of cold hard cash. And I would have opened it on the spot to make sure there was money in there. But oh, yeah. Raja will discuss the trajectory Rue has made on her life and says she is an angel. Rue has been a fan and loves her remarkable spirit and talent. But Evie will also get her participation scepter. And no, Evie, that is not as nice as $50,000 unless it's worth $50,000 you can sell. Um, but yeah, Rue is really going to go for that Emmy and lay down again on Evie and her um, adversity, saying that this is always her home. And Rue says the greatest spell you can cast is to laugh. And she has laughed to help reset the pH balance in every room she's in. Sure. How does Rue know, anything, Rue know anything about science? True. True. Now, I don't know if you saw Evie's uh, Instagram over the weekend. I did. But she's not thrilled about the season. And she's not thrilled about how she was portrayed. Um, and I almost have to wonder, is it because of the Emmy world and how the show has done so well because of these touching stories? Evie wanted um, to be, wants to be celebrated for her art, not for what she is facing. And I get that. Very true. But like, let's, let's be real. It's Drag Race. Drag Race is going to exploit whatever it is that you're going exactly. through. Yep. And also, I've never seen All-Stars be Emmy-nominated. I've Correct. never seen an And that's, that's what I, where I am curious, because I know technically it is its own entity. It is technically a spinoff. Um, but I'm not sure with the Emmys if they try to lump them all together. But it is what it is. Yeah, I've, I've never... If it's an Emmy thing, I don't... I, I, I don't think that it is, because I've never seen them, like, nominate themselves for because let's be right. let's also be real all-stars sometimes is not as good as the original seasons oh fully it's very saturated sometimes because if there, i mean, in all honesty i think if there were any all-star season that would have been an emmy winner or, or one that was like okay nominate this one i think it'd be all-star six mm -hmm. absolutely all -Star six had the moments that I think really tugged at the heartstrings and they had a cast of girls who I think gave really good TV moments that I think Emmys, the Emmys would have eaten up. I don't Absolutely. think this is the one. Not at all. All right. Well, let's move over to our queen of all queens. The top four legends arrive and Kellex, go spin that wheel. Um, and also, what was with all those mullets? I hate mullets. Um, listeners, you know me and I hate my mullets, but Kellogg spins, and the first queen to be spun is Jinx Monsoon. Her opponent will be Shea Coulee. That means the Twinners will finally compete again, but more on that in a moment. Jinx will get her pick of the box, and she selects Platinum, and Bruno reveals that the song is Judas by Lady Gaga. 
this song could easily go either way. It's a very strong lip sync option if you can do it well. What was Shay wearing? Can you explain what was Shay what Shay was wearing? It I think it was the first time in a while that I didn't like something that Shay was wearing. Yeah, it was knowing that at least the two options could have been. I was like, that? Okay. Yeah, I didn't I didn't like it. Uh, Judas is also something that like I look at Jinx, I look at Shay, and I don't look at either of them and go. Yeah, they know Judas word for word. Fair. Um, obviously, you learn it for the show, but Jinx brought you theatricality. Shay gave you original choreography. If you didn't know it was the OG choreo, then I'm sure there was a little monster who was screaming into your face at some point this weekend. Um, I think it's really hard to tell at this point with the lip syncs because I really do think that there are predetermined decisions who the final two were going to be. In most circumstances, original choreo would get you far, but maybe Rue doesn't know the uh, original choreo. I I mean, I also think it's the, it depends on like where you use it. Mm-hmm. I think Shay was doing step for step, like she sure was, and I don't think that that was as successful mm-hmm. as like Jinx giving you like the storyline of a person worshiping this person and she gave you the words jinx will i will always say jinx is one of the best lip syncers with her mouth she can give you every single word um and and shay is a performer rue decides that the winner is jinx monsoon and did the right winner win no yeah it's it's hard because i think it is I think that there was no right winner because this wasn't a good song choice. Yeah. I've never been a Judas fan. I'm sorry, little monsters. This is one of my least favorite Gaga songs. I apologize. Um, not because it's bad, but because there are so many that are better. I agree. That's I mean, they could have used hair. They could have used teeth. They could have used all of They could have pulled anything from Chromatica. Come on. They had access to it. They could have used government hooker. They could have used so many songs that could have given so many vibes that I think would have been a like, oh, I th- I could see both of these girls knowing this song. Like I yeah. said earlier, I looked at Judas and I went, I don't think Judas and and see like, yeah, Shay would know this, Jinx would know this. Like I don't. Plus, Judas just has such a specific vibe to it. It's yeah. hard to subvert. And, you know, like, New York girls love to, like, subvert a song and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I mean, neither of them are New York girls. But, like, it's hard to subvert. It's hard to do anything with besides just perform. Exactly. And it just, it just, it it would have been a double sachet for me. And I'm All not right. saying that, that they were bad. It's just the, the song choice didn't suit either of them. Fully, fully. She's going to get a little emotional as she thanks Rue. And then Rue is like, wait, 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 you need your crepter. What's a crepter? What, why is it? What, what, what's a crepter? Did I miss something? Or is it, she just getting rid of the S? I had no idea. I thought she was, I, I, I thought she was getting something different. Yeah. Very confused. Anyway, Shay's scepter has a little sister now, but now we got Twitter time. Uh, what's Bryce got in store for them in his big box? So what by Pink? Now listen, I adore this song. I love this song, but I think it was an even worse song choice. It's one of my favorite songs just to rock out to. It's a story song. 
there's a lot of content in the song, but the cut of this track was abysmal. I do not comprehend what they did. If you cannot keep the integrity of a song for a minute and a half or to two minutes, it's not right for this format. It's not right for a drag race lip sync. Yeah, I I would love to make a petition where we have to see the entirety of the song. We have well, to see I'm, the entirety of the song. Give it to us. Give us yeah. at least three minutes of the lip sync. Yeah. I, 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 and you know what? Give us the side by side. Give us the full stage. I want to see everything. I want the DVD extras. Right. Um, we're going to see who the ultimate twinner is and the ultimate winner of All Stars 4. And we didn't really get a moment out of this, no matter what, because there just wasn't enough time for it. But I wanted a little more like stakes to this. Yeah. Trinity also, was go ahead. I also could not stand what Trinity was wearing at all. Terrible. As as the the wig was the wig was terrible. Rampant. There was feathers. There was there were shoulder pads on a cape. It. it, I, it this is what she should have worn for the witch in fairy tale justice. <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah. Trinity was intense from the jump, and Monet is just a fucking rock star. Like she was like, "Fuck you, don't mess with me," and she still gave you that tinge of humor. Uh, Trinity and her knee slam is what led to Monet topping her literally, and the show cut it. We done know what had happened, so give us the footage of the screenshots and the gifts so we can use them uh, when we text our friends. Like, let us see Monet top Trinity, please. Truly. Why why do they cut it? What what are they what are they saving us for? We know what was happening. Right. I mean, but that's drag race for you. Yeah. Well, in the end, Rue has decided that Monet will move on to the final round and Trinity is toast. Did the right winner win? Yeah. I will agree with this one. I know there's a lot of people on the internet saying no, 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 but I think Monet had the perfect attitude and even just like the right look for it too. She was far superior in my opinion. You're not beating Monet in a lip sync. You're not. I'm sorry. That's not. There's there's never a universe, and this ties back into that theory that I had earlier. There's never a universe where you're beating Monet Exchange in a lip sync. That's not happening. I think there's one universe, and we'll get to it. Monet will lift Trinity on her way out, and Trinity has so much fun, and Rue says she's always enjoying and is proud of all the work she's done around the world. Even a Reddit scandal, you're proud of that, Rue? You're, you're fine with that? Absolutely. <laughs> All right, it's time. Final lip sync, Monet Exchange for Shinx Monsoon. Uh, we have a one-time contestant who won season five. She was the lovable underdog who beat the most dominating alliance in the show's history. Since her time in the show, she has become an international superstar with mesmerizing glow-up and one of the most beloved drag race queens in franchise history. We have a two-time contestant who entered season 10 alongside four other New York queens to end up with a Miss Congeniality title. She returned for All-Stars 4 and made history as the first co-winner, but the win was cast with controversy since her time in the show. She has dominated media as a host of screen and podcast, beating me twice at the Glam Awards. I'm not bitter at all. Monet, can I please have one this year? Please let me win. Please. Which storyline is going to get the crown? We're going to find out. Two legends stand before Rue, and the song is Swish Swish by Katy Perry featuring Nicki Minaj. What? I didn't need it. There are so many good Katy Perry songs. Like her new stuff. Her new stuff is brilliant. 
her her work on smile is everything yeah um i uh the internet was a buzz on how this lip sync was edited and how unnecessary this these lip syncs in total might have actually been at first as first reported on sibling rivalry bob and monet discuss how she allegedly ate jinx and her lipstick gimmick was cut um which that was she took out lipsticks for trinity and shay and then used the jinx lipstick to put the lipstick on we know that is actually true because we saw the um lipstick case in her hand in a screenshot yeah it is also said that Jinx allegedly stopped lip syncing during the Nikki part to watch Monet. Again, can't confirm or deny, but based on what was presented, we did see Jinx lip sync this part. Yeah, yeah, but like, it's one of those things, I'll be completely honest with you. Once Jinx made it to the end, you knew she was winning. Oh, fully. There was no, there was no conceivable universe where Jinx Monsoon made it to the end after all her work this season, and she wasn't winning. So this, watching this lip sync was like a, like, I don't want to say you lost all hope, but it was just like, girl, I know, I know what's about to happen, and I know what it's gonna give. Like, yeah, just crown her already. Like, I, I, I was at my watch party because I, I watched the episode in advance because you know you don't want to be, you don't want to be so stunned that you can't speak. At the watch, or so party. stunned you say something you shouldn't say on mic, right? <laughs> um, yeah. but it was very like, girl, just crown Jinx already, like, girl, it's, it's sure. Now, Jinx did bring her brand of humor, Monet just had that swag that we know and love from her, and she did that floss like backpack kid. Um, again, did ruin another reference, probably. Not. Um, Monet but that's and money the thing. on if brand. You, if you don't know the reference, why pick this song? Well, here, so he, so. You mentioned earlier that in, in most cases, Monet is going to win. I honestly wish for this moment, for this season, we would have had a ballad for the finale. If you're going to reference The Wizard of Oz the way we reference The Wizard of Oz on this show as much as we do, when are we getting over the rainbow as a final lip sync? Uh, that, that really depends on uh, a certain someone's estate giving the Fair. right to um, I think at this point they could probably get it. Um, but that's this also, was the moment. This is if an all winter season, and that is the ultimate song for RuPaul. This was the season to do it in, you know. But that's also one of those things that's like, if you give me somewhere over the rainbow, I better not see a jump cut. Any, I want that full. Oh, fully, absolutely. Start to finish. Um, I don't want. To, I don't want a confessional. I don't want to hear how someone's killing it. I don't want to hear how someone's in trouble. I want that song from opening breath to closing note. And if you cut mm-hmm. any part of it, I'm cutting the TV off. I agree. Um, but even if it's not over the rainbow and it's some other ballad, I think there's something that the show is losing. We're not getting ballads as much anymore. No, but I, th- that's why I said what I said earlier about like, if you the given the audience that RuPaul is trying to attract with Drag Race, what are these song choices? Because there are yeah. so many song choices, especially look, you look at like season 14, where it's giving like Ava Max and this and that and whatnot mm-hmm. and what have you. And I'm like, you're there's a group of people who don't know who the hell Ava Max is, mm-hmm. don't know who the hell Charlie XCX is. Mm-hmm. And now you've turned around and done a 180, and there are a bunch of kids who don't know who Denise Williams is, don't know who the Eurythmics are, and 
probably didn't like the song. Yes, you're right. Yeah, I think the music team needs to do a little more work and and a little more going back to basics and realizing why there are lip syncs like um, Latrice and Kenya Michaels and why that was such an important lip sync for the history of the show. We need to go I, back to that kind of thing. I also um, even think, go ahead. I I also think this is just another like uh, I don't want to say theory, but like an opinion of mine. To me, there's a complete difference between a good lip sync performance and a good lip sync. Sure. Like when both girls do really well and it's neck and neck, that is a good lip sync. When mm-hmm. one is eating the other up, that is a good lip sync performance. Kenya mm-hmm. Michael, like uh, I, I say this because you brought up Latrice versus Kenya. Latrice versus Kenya was one of those things where it was Latrice giving a good lip sync performance. Dita Ritz versus yeah. The Princess was a good lip sync performance. Whereas like Brooklyn versus Evie was a good lip sync. Morgan McMichaels versus Miss Cracker doing Where Have You Been was a good lip sync performance. Morgan ate that girl up. I will die on that hill. Um, and I think that they should start doing more song choices that are geared towards better lip syncs and not just good yes. lip sync performances from one person. Yeah, if, if it's because you got this artist and it's the only song people really know, that's not the way this should be because it's not going to be uh, a song that's conducive right. to your contestants. But right. And don't like don't book a season where the average girl is 25 and they're doing your uh, Aretha Franklin songs or they're doing like songs from pre like pre mid-century songs like girl, that's not that's not going to be in their wheelhouse. Let's be completely real. It's not going to be in their wheelhouse. And they're, they're just as confused trying to do that song. Like, look at a lot of people praise Jasmine Kennedy versus Georges for that Etta James lip sync. And when you watch it back, you're like, neither of them knew what they were doing. Agreed. Agreed. Because the first time they heard that song was probably when they got that iPod at Drag Race. Exactly. Once again, we're going to have a moment where there is a voiceover from Rue before the crowning that involves Monet. We're going to hear Rue say, based on the lip sync and your performance all season long. Obviously, it was in post. It was added in post. People are going to talk about it. It sucks that this is the second time Monet is going to experience this. But the winner, the queen of all queens, is Jinx Monsoon. Did the right winner win? Technically, yes. If we really watch this episode, no. Yeah. For the season the, performance, yeah. season performance, yes. Based yeah, on that's the why they included absolutely it. Absolutely not. Absolutely. Um, not. I, I mean, there, I've 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 seen many seasons um, where there is clearly a front runner going into the final two lip sync, but the one who's not going to win clearly does win that final lip sync. I will say Davina DeCampo beat the Vivian every single day. Janie Jacquet beat Envy Peru, but there's no fucking way you're not going to give Envy Peru the crown. Yeah, like, you're not. You're not. Envy Peru is not coming to Drag Race and not winning exactly. under no circumstances. Um, but I did ask the audience, uh, did the right winner win? And the response was 94% yes, 6% no. Um, Jinx is going to say that drag is her passion and what she's dedicated more than her more than half her life to. She's grateful to be there and she just hopes to share the gifts that Ruse bestowed upon her and show them that they are all beautiful no matter who they are and how they present themselves in the world. She claims this in the name of Hecate, mother of witches. Jinx's winter scepter is stunning. I love the scepter that she got. Very pretty. 
And Monet gets to say nothing, but she does get a participation scepter. I love that for her. Yeah. All right, I got some burning questions to wrap this podcast. Are you ready? Let's give it. Of all the queens in Drag Race history, with two wins, does this make Jinx Monsoon the greatest Drag Race contestant? I want to specify I'm not saying drag queen. I'm saying competitor of a reality television program. Mm. No, not to me. I agree. Um, she's definitely the first two-time winner, uh, just like Sandra on Survivor. If we're combining her original season and this season, she did really well on this season, but this eclipsed, this eclipsed how she performed in her original season. Absolutely, absolutely. If we're talking, because a lot of the girls love to talk wins. If we're talking wins, Mama has two of them on her original season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So all year, I, yeah. Go ahead. I think I think she's one of the most talented queens. I think that there are girls who are much more competitive, and I think that talent and competitiveness are two different things. Like you get someone like Trinity. Trinity is talented and competitive. Mm-hmm. You get someone like a Gigi Good. Gigi Good is talented and competitive. Mm-hmm. Jinx is talented. I don't think she's that competitive. And for I me, think that. Mm-hmm. For me, if um, I know that people hate ranking, I know that's a thing. And that's something I've wanted to do on the podcast for so long, but I don't want to push back into them yet, quite yet. But I feel like preseason Jinx would have been probably like my top 15 drag race contestants. This win probably pushes her in maybe like the top seven because okay. of the second win. I think she's not going to be in that top tier quite yet, um, but I still think this definitely helped her stock value. I think that Jinx is definitely the best in her sector of drag yes. and what she does. And I don't, I don't want to categorize drag as like, you're this kind of queen or that kind of queen, but like... Mm-hmm. For the subgenre of drag that she does, I think that Jinx is very, she's the height of that. She does Absolutely. it at a level that no one can really touch. And I think that is because of her dedication to her craft. And I think that is because her style of drag, in comparison to what is popular in drag, is so niche yeah. that when people see it done and done on that level, they are quite taken with it and they're mm-hmm. so entertained by it because it's something that they don't see often as right. opposed to like if Jinx were a part of that kind of, not to bring her name up again, but that kind of like Georges, Naomi Smalls, kind of like, mm-hmm. I'm a model, I'm gorgeous and I, I twirl the house down and I'm a jumping and splitting and you know flipping and dipping kind of girl if she were someone who's competitive in that field of drag I think that it wouldn't give and I think if you put a girl like Jinx in that kind of context I could see a world where people go oh she sucks mm-hmm. because she yeah. doesn't give that but I think for what she gives and how niche that is and I think because of that niche uh market so to speak for that style of drag there's a lot of jinx kind of being i don't want to say left alone but like she has time to like go into the lab and think and 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 do and pop out with the the projects that she pops out with just the way that she wants to do them yep 
as opposed to like there are no trends to follow you get what i'm saying there are no mm-hmm. there's no new tiktok dance to learn or new tiktok trend to do because you have to stay current she right. can she can sit with her dela and their minds and go in whatever direction they want because their style of drag is not a competitive one right now right if she needs to keep up with the kids, she just needs to watch six and do performances from six. And she's, she's golden. She can watch the new, latest Disney movie, perform a Disney number. She's great. And that's, what's special about her because that's what her style of drag is. And no one's going to be able to take it away from her. She's, she's good at what she yeah. does. I think, I think she's super, super fierce. And I think that Jinx is one of the few girls that performance wise, even if Jinx Monsoon is not your cup of tea, you will watch a performance of hers. That'll move you. That, that's, Even if that's she's it. Not your that's it. All year long, I will be sharing my burning questions that I shared from the preview podcast about our winner. And this is what I said about Jinx in the preview podcast. Jinx quite possibly has the biggest opportunity to show a glow up from her first appearance on the show. Will her runways match her performance talent and make her the first queen to win twice on Drag Race? Um, I think she mostly fulfilled that. I think she definitely did have a glow up. I don't think her runways were groundbreaking none of them are going to make my top 10 of the year at the end of the year um but she did what she needed to do and she did have a glow up and we should celebrate that too oh absolutely absolutely there was definitely a progression and there's definitely um there was definitely uh i think a take a grow a growth in taste level but i also feel like she has the money to show her vision exactly the way that she wants to. Yes. We're not dealing with like first season Jinx budget. We're, exactly. we're dealing with an actual rich queen. Mm-hmm. Now, right. some of those lip sync looks. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Well, yeah. <laughs> now, obviously, there have been a lot of rumors that um, when this season was created, that it was only queens that were Rue girls had to be judged by Rue. Um, but if we were going to do another potential all winner season and we can open it up to anyone from the Drag Race franchise, give me five names who you would like to see. Oh, off the top, Envy Peru, yes. Carmen Ferrara, mm-hmm. Crystal Versace. Hmm. Okay, okay, okay. U.S. Girls, Bob the Drag Queen. I'm I'm at a I'm at a standstill between Violet and Aquaria. I think okay. Aquaria is a little more well rounded than Violet. Yes. So I want to say Aquaria. Um, I just need Envy and Carmen on the same screen because that will be like joy, perfection, absolutely. and beauty. That's absolutely. what we deserve. Um, yeah, I think this is going to open up a potential second season. And I think yeah, whatever the rumors were, the, the, who was invited, who was not invited, whatever, it's going to be out there. Oh, I and think, Priyanka. I think oh, Priyanka's Priyanka. Which she, apparently she was a, a, an alternate for this season. I don't know how accurate or true that was, but um, I would love to see Priyanka. I think the international queens coming together with the U.S. queens, it's, it's something special. And it's maybe because I witnessed it at DragCon. Um, but I, that's what I want. I agree. I think that I think that if they're gonna do another one, there should definitely be more than one international queen because that can yes. feel very fish out of water really quickly. Mm-hmm. And and, and if, if we are just saying it's the queens that have been judged by Rue, you're gonna have Kitamine, 
You're going to have whoever wins this second season of Down Under. You have two other queens already from UK, plus a fourth one coming up. You have Blue Hydrangea again, uh, because she technically is a winner now. So there's options. There's definitely more international queens you can include, but they're all true. So. I also I also think they should spread out the winners. Yes. Because like yes. this season, th- this season was like season 11, All-Stars 4, season 12, All-Stars yeah. 5. Like I, I almost expected Kylie to walk through the door and I'm mm-hmm. like, it's possible. It was, Listen, it, it was if a BB Saharbonet wants to play again, girl. let her do it. Let her try again. I want to see that. I'd, I'd watch. I'd watch. I'd definitely watch. There, there are a few winners that I kind of don't want to see again. I just feel like yeah, I don't. I don't think that they have much to add to what Drag Race is right now, and I think I what, what Drag Race has become doesn't vibe well with what they kind of stand for. Like I see that. I see that a lot for like Sasha Valore. I don't think that what Drag I Race has yeah. become is something that <laughs> yeah. Sasha would want to stand with. I agree. Well, this was fun. I'm glad we got to talk all this out because there was a lot of things to talk out. But where can the listeners find you on social media, Venmo, and any projects you want to plug? Um, you can find me on Instagram at the Nani Tsunami. That is T-H-E-N-A-N-I-T-S-U-N-A-M-I. You can find me on Venmo at Nani Tsunami underscore. That is N-A-N-I-T-S-U-N-A-M-I underscore. Um, what am I doing? I am at the Q Club every Tuesday with my sister, Janae Sequoia, for the cookout. And if you want to know anything else that I am doing, you can simply follow me on Instagram. I am always posting on my story, giving you as much notice as possible as to where to catch me next. And if you're in the city, I am going to be at the duplex tonight at 1030. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. The biggest thanks to Nani for coming on. Subscribe in your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review while you're there. And don't forget to visit buymeacoffee.com slash block talk to show support for the pod. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theorythenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Mm-hmm.